and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbush, and this is Podcast Beyond, episode 648 of IGN's weekly PlayStation show. I'm joined this week by IGN's resident, resident I can't talk anymore, elderly Irish woman, Lucy O'Brien. Hello, Jonathan. Hi, Lucy. Glad to have you on. It's a pleasure. Uh, and we're also joined this week by two special guests. We have Blessing Adeoye Jr. from Kind of Funny. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Blessing. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been an interesting few months and an interesting yeah. uh, week, but all things considered, I'm, I'm doing pretty decent. I just had some really good uh, barbecue pork, uh, uh, barbecue, uh, what was it, fried pork? No, barbecue pork on fried rice. That's what it was. Ooh, uh, okay. Very good. Yeah, it was very, very good. Nice. We're going to, I think we should just spend the episode, honestly, talking about everyone's lunches because that'll help. <laughs> oh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, <laughs> we're also joined this week by Funke Joseph. Hey, hello. What's How up, you gamers? Doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, as Blessing said, it's been a crazy little while, but let's talk about some games. Yeah. Video glad, games. glad to have you both here. Uh, I do want to, for the audience at home who doesn't uh, maybe know either of your works, I want to jump in just to give a little bit of people uh, some context with your PlayStation history and everything. So, uh, Blessing, why don't we start off with you? Give me just a little bit of, you know, like yeah, maybe a favorite PS4 game, maybe exclusive. Or oh, man. What you're favorite, up to, so, yeah, right off the bat. And go. Uh, favorite PlayStation game of all time might actually be Shadow of the Colossus, right mm-hmm. off the top of the dome. Um, that was like the game that, and I feel like I've told the story like a billion times whenever people like talk about like my pivotal moments in like gaming. Shadow of Colossus was like the game I played where uh, I played that and Metal Gear Solid 3 in the same week. And actually, now that I think about it, if you count Metal Gear Solid 3 in that, Metal Gear Solid 3 might actually be my favorite PlayStation uh, <laughs> game. But you know, in the, in the conversation of games that kind of molded me as a gamer, right? Like, Metal Gear Solid 3 was the game that uh, opened my eyes to what video game storytelling can be and what, like, uh, connecting to characters can be like in a story and, and actually, like, being uh, engrossed and, like, involved in a game story could be. And then, yeah, Shadow Colossus is the game that kind of opened my eyes uh, up to video games as a beautiful work of art, right? When you look at the visuals of that game, when you look at the art style, when you look at the the story told there, and then you also look at look at the soundtrack and all the different elements of it and the game design of it. Like that was the game that that for me I played when I was young, and I was like, dude, games are amazing. Um, and so yeah, like those would be my favorite PlayStation games. Of course, like I so for people who don't know me, my name is Blessing Adioye. Uh, I'm a part of Kind of Funny. Uh, I host uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily uh, quite a few days out the week. And I'm also on PS Love You XOXO, which is our PlayStation podcast, uh, mm-hmm. which is hosted by Greg Miller, who may or may not have been on this show yeah. quite a few never times. Heard <laughs> never, never heard of him. Never heard of him. And yeah, we talk about PlayStation on, on, on our show too. Um, and yeah, that's that's about it about me. Did you uh, play the Shadow of the Colossus remake? And if you did, what do you think of that? I did play it. I absolutely adored it. Uh, it's I, I actually talked about it recently on one of our shows because I've been thinking about it and I want to play it again because when I played it, when I played the, I believe it was 2018, when I played the 2018 Shadow of Colossus, I kind of just like beat it in a day because i it's one of those things where when you when you know all the solutions to shadow colossus to all the solutions to beat all the bosses you can get through that game in like four to five hours and so oh. i beat it in pretty much one oh. sitting yeah it's like a, it's a very short game i didn't realize um, that yeah like especially if you know what you're doing it's a very short game if you don't know what you're doing it might be like closer to eight hours but i pretty much like zoomed through that game and you know beat it and kind of forgot about it and like as time has gone on i've been thinking about it more and more and i'm like man for what for what is one of my favorite games of all time in the original Shadow of Colossus, I played the revamp pretty quickly and, and, and didn't really savor it as much as I think I should have, um, especially given that I think back to that uh, remake and I think about specifically Avion, the, the fifth Colossus, which is like the flying Colossus, the one that flies over the water. And I think about how much of a beautiful experience that was in the remake specifically and how well they, they captured that in terms of not only the, the size of the Colossus, but the the speed and like the feeling of like wind gusting as you're flying on top of it like yeah that the 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 remake is incredible um but yeah it's one of those ones where i want to go back and play it again so i can truly appreciate it better than i i did when i first played it blessing you speak you speak so well about video games uh it just reminds me of this i've been meaning to bring this up with you for a while Mm -hmm. i was out drinking with greg uh, a little bit, like a little before it, it was announced that you were gonna come on board. Yes, kind of funny. Like a couple weeks before, right? And I remember, like, we, you know, we were we were being kind of in that like 
let's be real with each other. Like we've had a few drinks, like we're, you know, sort of like chatting about like how we really feel about life. And I remember he said, he, you know, he's, he, he pointed to you, you were on the balcony and he pointed mm-hmm. to you and he said, this guy is going to be huge. And I remember oh like, I remember hey. really him saying that. And then a couple of weeks later, it was announced that you were coming on board to kind of funny. And oh my God. You know, whenever That's I've awesome. heard you talk about video games, I, I realized why he said that. I really, I really appreciate that. That means so much. Yeah, you, you've been an awesome addition over there and uh, super excited to have you on, especially given the PS I Love You XOXO crossover that we get to yeah, have. Yeah, the crossover. Finally, we've had, we've had you on the show uh, a while ago now, a few months ago. It's yeah. nice to finally be on Beyond. And I also didn't mention this, that Beyond was like my first podcast that I ever like got into and, and listened to back in the day. Uh, and so it's, it's nice for things to finally come full circle and for me to finally <laughs> be on the show that started it all. Yeah, It's great yeah. to have you here. Uh, yeah, this... Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, Beyond is like a podcast. When I was like a 360 fanboy back in the day, uh, I listened to Beyond before the PS4 came out. And I was like, I kind of want to go to PS4. And it was like <laughs> one of those things that like pushed me onto the PlayStation side because before I was just like Nintendo, Xbox. Uh, but yeah, like the PS4 hits and I'm I'm glad I made the jump. <laughs> it's a whole world of stuff. It's a whole world uh, of stuff. That's a, a great jumping off point. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about sort of like your favorite PlayStation games, obviously, maybe more recent stuff on PS4, uh, a little bit of the work that you do. Obviously, you've uh, freelanced for IGN, you've written some great pieces for us, but you also write for many other outlets out there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm a freelance writer. I've done work for GameSpot, Waypoint, Vice, MTV, much. Uh, write a lot about culture, internet, uh, and video games as well. Um, but yeah, okay. Favorite PS4 game? Exclusive, I got to say, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I was like, wow, this is so fun and made me realize that one, Spider-Man is awesome to play as. And I missed the, oh, yeah. the Spider-Man 2 on whatever, what console was that? Do you guys know? Uh, PS2. Yeah, PS2. Yeah. I heard that was like a big game, but I was I was too young. And I missed that one. Dude, but let me tell you, man, one of my favorite games of all time, all Spider-Man. <laughs> Seriously? I love that so game. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. Chasing all those I- balloons. Oh, all the balloons, man. <laughs> my favorite thing to do in that game was to attach to a helicopter. Um, if you like get close to the Statue of Liberty, uh, to that edge of the island, you can attach yourself to a helicopter and basically it'll take you all the way to the Statue of Liberty. And like there are like challenges over there on the I can't remember the the island that's like right next to the Statue of Liberty, but you can hang out there and like climb the Statue of Liberty and do all that stuff. That used to be my favorite thing to do in that game. Yo, yeah. The Spider-Man PS4 game is mm-hmm. also so good at like building the city like i i was actually amazed at how many landmarks were there and like taking pictures of them is a big part of that game and it was fun to like just walk around this fake new york and take pictures and like actually get collectibles and suits for that it was a fun time um another one uh transistor i guess it's not exclusive but like that one i played on ps4 i was like whoa i've never played a game like this supergiant knows how to do those games um each one is so interesting its own thing and yeah, like I, I, I loved it. Yeah, they're uh, they're really great at crafting like a world and like an aesthetic that you see across all their games, but they're all so unique and so different from one another. They are one of my favorite studios out there right now. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely love sure. those guys. I, I do <laughs> want to ask both of you. It's okay if not. It's a it's okay, but we do have a pretty dedicated uh, VR community in the Beyond group. I was just wondering if either of you guys have any PSVR experience. Oh my god, PSVR. PSVR is like incredible and it's one of those things where it's so it's difficult to to sell for what it is because like I'm pretty sure everybody knows if they like VR or if they or they're not going to like VR uh for me as somebody who jumped into VR about I want to say either a year or two ago I can't remember what year it was at this point I think it was 2018 um Beat Saber uh Astrobot let me just say those two Beat Saber and Astrobot are probably two of my favorite games of the generation like they're up there and probably like my top 20 playstation games uh of the generation um uh what's called blood and truth is also a a great vr game that i absolutely adore and then trover saves the universe like those those four games right there are like absolute jams Um, you just just mention all the greatest hits that's like that's that's the (laughs) list that's the playlist exactly like the and and like you could go, you could go deeper but yeah like if i was if i was to recommend anybody getting vr to play any games there would be those those four games and add tetris effect in there too like there there are so many great gems in in psvr that i i, I absolutely adore it um it's great Be- beat saber looks so fun like i see so many videos of people just like whack it and having a good time <laughs> are there like 
custom levels and stuff? Like, can you play any song? How does that? Not on PlayStation. Yeah. Like on on other platforms, there's ways to get custom maps that users create. Uh, PlayStation Mm. doesn't have uh, that just because it's like more of a closed platform than PC where you can just do whatever you want. True, true. Yeah, they they put out a lot of DLC for it. But yeah, it's definitely a more limited library on PSVR. But that is that's one of my favorite games for when you're in the VR headset feeling so cool and badass. And like (laughs) you are you are a music ninja and then you see a video of yourself and you're just. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever like streamed yourself playing Beat Saber or like done a Let's Play? That sounds it's scary. I couldn't it's, do yeah. it. I couldn't do it. My like my skin would leave my body if I saw that footage of me flailing around. Because I'm actually quite oh. tall in in real life. I just it, there's like no, my eyes would bleed and that would be the enemy. It, I, so I did uh, before I, I joined. Kind of funny when I was uh, part of a, a site called OKBeast.com. I did like a Patreon exclusive Let's Play for uh, Beat Saber. And it was one of those things where like, in, when you're in it, you're like, this, I feel so cool. I'm killing it. I probably look so cool. And then watching back the footage, I was like, I look I look like a dope. I look like an <laughs> idiot. Who let me do this? Like my hands, it's basically, yeah, me and my hands are just fl- flailing all over the place. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that looks cool about Beat Saber, but it is the coolest game to play. I think Absolutely. it's like it's like it's like watching yourself being filmed doing karaoke. Like mm, at the time, yeah. you're like, I am a golden god, and then it, you you know you see the footage, and you are just this drunk noodle. Like it's <laughs> oh, yeah. just there's nothing. There's nothing cool about it. I feel like exactly. once a month, I see like a clip of someone doing something in VR. They'll be like walking on a plank or something, and then just like fall or something. Like just like <laughs> drop something. The TV drops. It seems so scary to me. Like <laughs> my only experience is when I worked at uh, EB Games. Shout out Canada, uh, <laughs> the GameStop for uh, Canada, and they were doing the Resident Evil Seven, I think VR demo, and they're like watch out you're in for a scare like put this on and i put it on and that was terrifying i never i have not put it on since uh, i'm good i'm good <laughs> waiting until one of my friends gets it maybe i'll go over once i can and play it uh but i think i'm good on vr but i hear you that's fair I, yeah re7 is one of the scariest experiences i've had and vr exactly for that <laughs> yes yeah. it's too much for me um I do love the PlayStation Vita, though. I've been playing a lot of that recently, um, which oh, is another wow. one. Nice. Huh? <laughs> What's that? Vita. In the it's 2020. Years. I haven't heard that name since the Switch came out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I since I missed a lot of the PlayStation games when I was a kid, I was on Nintendo Xbox. This is like a good vessel for me to play classics. Like, like a Jet Set Radio is super fun to play oh, yeah. on there. Uh, Hotline Miami. Uh, I know that one's not an older one, but like that one also in the Last of Us trailer, I was like, "Whoa!" I'm, I was gonna say I'm you gotta watch, you gotta watch out if you're playing Hollow Miami in public because yeah. like <laughs> scary people don't take kindly to that. They obviously don't. And also Chrono Trigger, first time playing through that, and that is like on my little screen. It's it's fantastic. The music is great. It's a great portable con- uh, console. I will die for the Vita. I, it's, it's the best. Ever. That's beautiful. It's uh, we yeah. at least five people who feel the same way funky so you are not alone let's go all of them are (laughs) actors in the last of us part two obviously Um, but yeah it is uh it's great to hear some vita love i haven't uh played mine in quite a while but uh the part two trailer kind of reminded me maybe i should bust that out and play some older playstation games pick it up there are dozens of us (laughs) (laughs) dozens um but yeah let's jump into i think a little bit of the playstation news going on that we can talk about especially because it lets us uh make wild predictions that inevitably will be wrong in six months but hey that's part of the fun of this um so of course normally uh we have been talking last week on the show about how we were going to have a bunch of playstation 5 news to talk about this week we aren't of course uh the ps5 june event that was scheduled for june 4th has been delayed uh i'll read playstation's official statement they posted this uh yesterday as we're recording june 1st uh quote we have decided to postpone the playstation 5 event scheduled for june 4th while we understand games gamers worldwide are excited to see PS5 games, we do not feel that right now is a time for celebration. And for now, we stand. We want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. Uh, the event, of course, had been scheduled for this Thursday, June fourth, and uh, there's no new date for this event. Um, we've, uh, you know, 
talked on Twitter, uh, obviously, where most of the conversation has been had. Um, I do believe this was the right call by them. This is obviously um, in response to the recent outbreak of uh, protests, not just in the U.S., but that have been growing worldwide um, and absolutely allowing the voices that need to be heard and should be heard during this time is a lot better use of the social platforms that we have than saying, hey, look at this PS5 game that's coming out. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think this is like a, a pretty good move on Sony's part. Um, this is one of those ones where, as we've been talking about it on Kind of Funny, uh, it's been interesting, interest, interesting to see it develop because it was, we usually do our show, Kind of Funny Games Daily, at 10 a.m. And it was me and it was uh, the homie Paris from Gamertag Radio. And we were talking about how like, like, oh yeah, we're looking forward to that PlayStation 5 event that's going on on Thursday. Uh, and like, somebody wrote in a question to our show asking, like, hey, should they delay it? Or do you guys think they will delay it? And I, did, I didn't think they would delay it. Um, and in fact, I wasn't really of the mind that they that they should delay it because I, it's one of those things where you kind of want things to look forward to, right? Especially when things are as kind of bleak as they kind of are nowadays between uh, COVID and between protests and all these different things. And so, um, yeah, like I, when when. The, these conversations were first happening. I was kind of like, "We'll see," but I don't think I don't think they're gonna they're gonna delay. And to see them legit, like right after we recorded the episode, they put up they put, they put up this post and and actually delay it. Uh, to see their wording here, right, talking about how um, we want to stand back and allow more important voices to be heard. I think that is such like a great way to put it as far as what this does. Um, cause I also tweeted about this and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is ultimately like this is a good move." Uh, and somebody somebody replied to one of my tweets uh kind of saying that like when you think of protests uh, and what's going on right now with the black lives matter movement and everything going on um you know one of the things that protests do is uh it causes people to like to stop and have to pay attention right and nothing more so in the gaming industry i think can make people stop and pay attention than playstation 5 information getting delayed <laughs> um like you know game gamers of course are like thirsty for this inf- information we've all been waiting for places to say something and things have been so, so so weird this year as far as uh how they're how they're able to say things and how much they've probably had to shift uh and maneuver given all the things that have been going on with, with gdc being being postponed and, and all and e3 being canceled and all these different things that you imagine for them the, you know this is a move where it's like all right i guess we gotta move again and they and, and they do it but it also allows them to make this statement of hey Let's step back and let let's let more important voices be heard. Uh, and so I think ultimately this is a pretty cool move. Yeah, I also agree. Like this is definitely necessary. I was I was personally so surprised that they would do this because I've never seen Sony or PlayStation do anything like this in the past. Um, so I don't know. This this was one of the events that made me realize how large scale these these protests are actually being and how it's affecting these companies. And a lot of companies have come up with statements, and a lot of them have been disappointing, but I think this is a great choice because one, there's a lot of video games out there. Play them. Like if you're mad about this, like being delayed, uh, I I don't know what to tell you. Like you, th- there's so many video games for you could, to play. Mario, Sonic. There's so many. Um, <laughs> At the Olympics, Sonic Forces was free recently on PS Plus. Yes, yeah, get one of those. I've I've been so lucky not, not the to best see... Sonic game, but it's a Sonic game. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I've been so lucky not to see any weenies on my timeline complaining about it because I feel like this this is a statement that that would shake up a lot of gamers. I've I've read in the replies to it by accident. No, don't read the oh, yeah. replies to this tweet. It's it's terrifying. Um, but a couple of those I was like, wow, like people are so like ignorant to what is going on. They just want to see this event. And I love PlayStation. I want to see PS5 games. But I can wait. Like, there's so many games. The turnaround yeah. for games and AAA games, especially, is so fast. Like, we can wait. I think it's fine if we're waiting. Uh, it's still going to be there. It's still coming out. Um, I appreciate that there also wasn't an, a date set for the the event as well, um, because no one knows how long this is going to go on. And I, I like that they're waiting. Uh, I really appreciate that. I think that's a really good point, and one I haven't actually seen made before. Um, okay, like. I feel if they'd put a date on it or said, you know, in the next few weeks or something like that, it just feels like they're putting a timeline on something that is not, cannot be planned out. You know, mm-hmm. this is evolving at a, at a, at a very organic rate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like to see them kind of go, okay, well in the next few weeks, things will settle down because, you know, of course it will and nothing will change. I, I, I really appreciate that, that, that they did that as well. And I hadn't actually thought of that before. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. they they've tend to do a uh, they've done a great job actually uh, up to this ramp up to the PS5 of not putting dates on things that they're moving. Like they did also with with, with the Last of Us uh, Part Two uh, and Iron Man VR when they delayed both of those, and they were like, yeah, these are delayed indef- indefinitely. Didn't even give a year, right? Which is one of those things where it's like, okay, like is are these going to be PS5 titles? Like, what's the deal here? And yeah. I think it is it is I think there's something to be said about their willingness to be like, all right. Like whether or not this is going to to still happen next week or the week after after or in August, let's just let's just have I guess I'm, I want to say the bravery, but I don't I don't necessarily I also don't want to say the bravery, but yeah you know let let's let's go about it let's go about it through the lens of we just don't know, and so let's 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 not be afraid to say we don't know and take a step back and allow the conversations that need to happen to happen, and when we're ready to show, we'll show. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if it, if it's corporate, like them being like, we actually just legitimately don't know when these will die down. So we're going to wait. Or if it is because they care. I don't know. But it it's a good decision. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't. Yeah, um, I think there's I think there's a little bit of both there. Right. Of I think I think there is probably the willingness to be like, all right. Yeah, we should we should say something. We have a big thing that's happening this week. But like the polite thing to do would be to step back. I'm sure there's also in the marketing division of Sony's people are being like, hey, if we do our event this week, it's going to get drowned out by so much yeah. noise. And it wouldn't make sense to really like show off PS5, PS5 games right now because we don't necessarily want those games to be affected by everything else going on going on in the world. And so if we, if we announce them in two or three weeks, we will probably have better results in terms of the reception of everything going on. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely why I yeah. don't want to. Uh, pat them on the back too much because I mean, like it, it isn't doing too much. Like you're not doing an event, um, but yeah, it, it is. It is a good move by them. Yeah, it's um, it, it, it. I think as uh, Lucy already pointed to as well, and as uh, everyone's been saying, yeah, we will see this event eventually. Um, it's one of those things where, as Funke, you were saying, it's okay if it comes in two weeks, if it's two months from now, like they are still going to launch this thing allegedly in the holiday season. So they're going to have to show stuff eventually. It's not that big a deal if it's now or three weeks from now, when there are much more important things to let that space be filled with. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, though, we are going to get some information eventually. So I figured this would be a good time to make wild predictions about either this event or whatever other Sony summer events we might be getting. Uh, So I've asked all of you and thank you all for filling out uh the runner show with these predictions uh, i love that you say wild though donna i love that you say wild predictions and we're all like "Ooh, well i'm gonna analyze this and fiscally this makes more sense and everyone's being really conservative this was the these, hardest thing to ever I, yeah, I can i can make a wild prediction hold on oh, give me two minutes I'll yeah. uh, blessing will go to uh, you last so you have time for that wild <laughs> prediction um so basically i've asked everyone to come with a price a launch date and both an exclusive game announcement and a multi-platform game announcement we think would be part of this PS5 reveal event or maybe the next one, uh, since we've gotten word that some will come possibly in August. Uh, Lucy, I would like to start with you. Oh, I don't remember what I put down. I, but... I have to talk up. I can read No, it. no, okay, okay. Okay, price, four nine nine. Mm. Yes. Just because I think that, like, you know, the 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 PlayStation 3 price was such a it burns sony so badly and you know any lower than that makes no sense for the kind of specs that they're talking about so i think 599 uh sorry 499 is the most accurate in my brain it's like the the middle ground that sort of feels the most right uh, i don't see it dropping below that i could see it going a little higher mm-hmm. so that's my price prediction uh my exclusive was horizon zero dawn 2 even though i don't necessarily want that game to be released because blah 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 we all know that well you know tech i want the tech to evolve before that game comes out mm-hmm. i bang that drum a lot but like i can kind of see that as being a big surprise announcement uh yeah i don't i don't again i don't necessarily see it as a launch game but like as an announcement i i sort of i think that will happen and then uh, third party, I think we are going to be looking at a new Batman game. I have so much hope that we will see a new Batman game. Uh, and, you know, on the running on the PlayStation 5, I, you know, it's, it's just, it's kind of too good to be true. And I think we need things to be too good to be true right now because everything mm-hmm. else is so bleak. I do just want to see a Batman game running on a PlayStation 5 in the near future thank you please universe <laughs> and 
uh, do you have, because you didn't write it in the doc, but do you have, I'll even just take a week, do you have uh, an estimated launch date you think it's going to be? Ah, um, estimated launch date, October. Okay, mm. I'll take that. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll change one of my ones since you also mentioned that third-party play, but first, uh, Funke, why don't we go next to you? What, uh, what are you thinking for price and date? Well, for price, I did a little higher. I did five ninety nine because did you guys see the 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 lights and the triangles they were showing off? <laughs> I was like, whoa! Uh, so I I just feel like they might raise the price a bit. It seems like a lot of technology they're putting into this thing. I uh, I um I do think that they know because of the the previous consoles that their pricing has to be reasonable for most people. But I feel like they might go a little higher right now. Just with the specs they're talking about, it seems like a lot of uh, to put in there. Um, and for date, I put early November. I didn't put an exact date. Um, uh, but yeah, I do think that they'll, because most games come out around then, big games, so they'll want it ready. But I guess a bit earlier is smart too, um, so people get used to it if they have a, a game that launches with it. Um, so I think October, November, probably. Um, okay, for game... This one is hard because I think it's definitely going to be a sequel. I think it's going to be like a sequel of one of their big exclusives. Um, I put Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, just because I really want Spider-Man 2. Like, I finished that game. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, so they're all the ceiling like that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, spoilers. Um, light spoilers. <laughs> but someone was on the ceiling in Spider-Man. Somebody was on the ceiling. In Spider, it could have been Spider Man. Um, I love yeah. that plot description. It was Mary Jane. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, both of those, either one of those, would be exciting. I think a lot of people would be uh, ready for that. Um, and for a, should I say the other one, the multi platform? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, that one, I think probably like a sports game, like maybe NBA Two K Twenty One or something. I heard them talking about that. Uh, porting it, that one was going to be over for uh, PlayStation Five anyway. So maybe on launch uh could be a good one sports fans like are loyal they buy those games all the time i think it's like a secure audience for them to just get i think that's a good call and like a lot of people don't make that kind of call because it's not like super interesting you know here i am talking about a new batman game but that actually makes so much sense for people just wanting to pick up one of these things at christmas especially people with disposable income Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, i don't know how how interesting sony is going to try to be like if they're going to try to take chances with this launch and like get a a new ip or or do something wild i do think they would go maybe on the safer side and go with a sequel or like a sports game or something as well yeah it uh my favorite thing usually about like the lead up to next gen 2 is normally when those third-party companies that make all the sports games are like look how realistic the faces are and (laughs) think ps3 faces were the most beautiful thing and now it's like nah no it's a little better now Mm-hmm. it's real people in there it's really yeah. <laughs> 20 people running around in your ps5 plane um i will rattle off mine really quickly uh, before we get to uh, blessings now very audacious uh oh yeah love balls um, the wall oh my gosh <laughs> i love it uh so i'm also saying 4.99 i picked october 23rd it's a random friday in october uh, mostly because I think they might want to try to go a little early based on whenever other third-party platform games like Valhalla and you know some of the sports games are going to come out. They may want to be there early for the launch of some of those. Um, my exclusive that I want, I really, really want, uh, as much as I want Insomniac to work on Spider-Man 2, I would love a Ratchet & Clank sequel to the 2016 oh, reboot. Oh, man. Yes. Um, and it, that I, has been a minute. I, I loved that game, and then it just kind of disappeared, I think partially because the film that they released alongside it like did not go over well. Um, I forgot so they made that. Yeah. They made a movie that had like a 10% Rotten Tomatoes. And, Was it know, like kind of like huh? Trolls Take the Universe, kind of universal type like D-grade animation property, or was it even worse than that? I think um, it was below a Trolls. Like, oh my god! How do you make a bad Ratchet and Clank movie? Is what I want to know. Because right? as a kid, I remember Ratchet and Clank being the game that I played and being like, Pixar should look into this. Like this, this has potential. <laughs> yeah, and what's funny is it was based off the story of the the reboot game, which was a good story and well told in the game, and then the movie was not good. Um, oh no. But- so I'm hoping they do that, uh, especially since Insomniac is now first party in-house. I know they'll be doing Spider-Man too, so I'm hoping we get both of those. 
Uh, and then third party, I was going to say Batman. I will say now uh, to keep on the WB front. I just want to see that Harry Potter game. It'll, uh, just, just, yep. at, just say it's real. It's been like two years now. Barrett Courtney, uh, you know, Blessings coworker, kind of funny, used to work at IGN when that game leaked for the first time. So it would oh, be yeah. nice finally get some acknowledgement i've never heard of this harry potter game what is what is this there was like a leaked trailer i think it was 2018 um for a third person action harry potter game that uh oh that has since never confirmed was even real but a lot of the yeah. information we've seen pretty much indicated it, it was probably a real product and i believe it leaked from like focus testing at a mall which was like yeah. the crazy thing what? about it yeah, yeah it was hilarious all probably. leaks are inherently profoundly stupid yeah <laughs> um and so it's like a third person action game it's set like a couple hundred years before the hogwarts that like harry potter was attending like an earlier hogwarts era uh and just supposed to be this like totally original harry potter tale and they've mm-hmm. just mishandled that franchise so much recently i just i just want a good harry potter game um but yeah so those are my predictions we'll see i i feel good about ratchet less so about harry potter but we'll see uh blessing now that you've had a little time to uh work out your new predictions uh what are you thinking about price and date to kick things off so price and date uh i'm with lucy uh 4.99 sounds right and that's also coming off of the 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 reports that we've seen uh from outlets about how the parts would cost uh for the ps5 theoretically about like 450 dollars and so either you as sony you probably are making the choice of let's take a loss and sell at 400 or let's make up some of that money and sell at 500 and 50 bucks 50 bucks is probably big for a loss uh, on each console and so my assumption is they 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 go up rather than down um especially when you look at all the improvements you're seeing with this console like you imagine that like you look you look at the ssd you look at um the the ray tracing you look at all the things that are that that we know about the console so far hardware wise and all of it sounds expensive. Like all of it just sounds yeah. very expensive in a way where I'm like, oh man, 400 doesn't seem like it's going to cut uh, <laughs> affording this thing. And so 500 for that. As far as date, I'm going November 13th. Uh, that's a, that's like a week, I want to say before Black Friday, maybe two, um, but around that range, right? In that, in that like two to three week range, I think for sure. Uh, one, because that's what they did last time around. Them and, X, them and Xbox, I believe, did, did uh, two weeks back to back and that kind of led up to Black Friday. I think that does well. Um, I, I, I more so see Xbox being the ones to like take the risk and go like maybe in September or October rather than PlayStation. I think I think uh, Sony is you know for for their rollout. I think they want to be more standard than unconventional uh, because right now their PlayStation is in a very good place. They're killing it, uh, and I don't necessarily see the reason for them to like take big big leaps in terms of. Uh, a launch period and so november 13th i'm going on based off that was like their uh what they did for ps4 in 2013 as far as big first party game i'm going horizon zero dawn 2 uh i think uh both funke and i think lucy said horizon zero dawn 2 um i'm gonna say they're gonna announce it but the date is gonna be 2021 i don't think you'll get it at launch what yes. i do think yes. what i do think you'll get at launch though and this this oh, is like this us. is part of where my things go go off the chain <laughs> i think at launch you'll get a prologue to horizon zero dawn 2 because i think horizon zero dawn 2 will be a co-op experience i think it will be or it will have a co-op mode and co-op elements to it and i think a prologue akin to metal gear solid 5 uh, ground zeros will help usher people in to what that experience will be and so i think at launch you get like maybe like a three to four hour or maybe like a six hour prologue kind of thing for a next year horizon zero dawn 2 i Lucy love like, it Shit. i love it and even if that's like not something that is actually going to happen it should have been something yes. that is actually going to happen because that is such a clever idea i don't think we think enough about how shorter experiences that lead into a bigger experience uh work like they they Mm -hmm. you know ground zeros was such a hook for phantom pain for so many people Mm -hmm. and you know horizon zero dawn already carries very positive brand awareness that makes so much like more sense than than kicking out a horizon zero dawn 2 out the gate on relatively new tech uh i'd love it i love it you're a genius yeah (laughs) <laughs> I want to see I want to see more experiment experimentation done too with like how you release the game and like the only thing that was wrong with Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes was that it cost too much 
like you know if you if you do that and as sony right since it's your first party and putting out on your platform like if you do it as like either a free thing or as like let's say a 30 dollar thing especially if you're getting let's say five hours out of it like that's a pretty good investment uh as far as like a horizon zero dawn uh game or a spinoff title um and so i'm predicting it you know i don't if it is it actually gonna happen i don't know um <laughs> but that's my prediction and then as far as as far as third party um the 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 doc says that the the document that we have to organize the show says multiplat. In my head, I read that as third party. To which I said House Marks game, even though okay. I think House Marks game will be exclusive to PlayStation. But there there would be a third party uh, studio, um, and so I have that as a prediction. But as my balls to the wall prediction for multiplat game, uh, <laughs> a Halo Halo Infinite crossover with Knack. That's right, they're back. <laughs> Halo Halo as a franchise has had some issues with the last. Uh, last iteration, I think maybe the last couple of iterations. I don't know. I haven't played Halo, but then you also look at Knack. Knack has been a game that Sony has been trying to push. Mark Cerny has had that has, as his baby. He wants that thing to succeed. Uh, you could just put out Knack three, but what's Knack three uh, without a, a bigger hook to it? That's right. That's why Sony and Microsoft they 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 shake hands like uh, like Predator, uh, like when you get a win in Predator <laughs> Hunting Grounds. When you get like when you get that like that handshake, they're doing that thing. It's Phil Spencer. It's um it's I don't know Jim Ryan, I guess or Herman <laughs> and maybe. Then, yeah. yeah, Herman Holst. Yeah, they they're shaking hands, and yeah, Halo Infinite uh, is crossing over with Knack. Boom. I'm imagining you pitching this in some kind of like low rent, like D grade Shark Tank episode, you know, <laughs> oh, in yeah. like someone's basement. And like you've got these like ugh, like these re- like really weird judges going, great idea, blessing, we love it. <laughs> Sounds like money. No, this is my version of when Jeff- <laughs> money my- in the bank. This is my version of when Jeff Keeley got um got Reggie Fizeme, Phil Spencer, and Sean Wayton on stage together at Game Awards. This is that for me. This is what this is my contribution to the industry. I'm making it happen. Okay. Your version, I love it. Putting putting that out in the universe. Uh, if that happens. Uh, we immediately need to bring you on to the live show after whenever we oh, uh, please. have that event. So we, we <laughs> can break happens, down. Yeah. I don't know what I'll do. Like, I, I might it. just like scream because I I have no authority on this, obviously. But that like, would single handedly end the console wars. It's done. It would. <laughs> it's all over. Yeah. If that happens, I'm predicting everything I want. Yeah. You, yeah. That would be uh, a hell of a show. Uh, hey, we'll man. see what happens Joe whenever that happens. uh we'll see what gets announced and obviously we'll be covering all that uh on the show whenever that event happens uh i do want to move on though to what we have been playing games we can actually talk about uh i do want to quickly mention though if you haven't already seen it um the last of us part two preview embargo is up uh simon carty from our ign uk team wrote a really really great spoiler-free preview, nothing about the story in there that hasn't already been in a trailer or anything. Uh, it's pretty much just focused on the combat and the changes they've made. Uh, go read his impressions. I pretty much agree 100% with what he said there. It's a really well-written and uh, well-cut video piece and written piece, so go check that stuff out. Um, but for everyone else, I want to know what you've all been playing. Uh, Funke, let's start with you. Um, I've been playing a lot. Like, being inside, <laughs> it's gamer time, definitely. <laughs> um. I was I was playing Valorant a little bit, and then it, the game went down for a while. Uh, it's it's back up today. Uh, that game's pretty fun. PC, sorry, it's not PS4. Um, <laughs> I've been also playing Bioshock: The Collection. I was telling you guys this a little earlier, but uh, good game. Good, uh, good, it's a nice game. I uh, I'm I'm doing some work on it right now. A piece that has to do with it, and uh, yeah, just playing through that whole world is is wild. Like. I played through it as a, well, I didn't play through it. My friend played through it and I watched him because it was too scary uh, when I was a kid. And uh, playing through it now is, is just like, whoa, this, this video game was very influential. I see a lot of what it did for the industry and a lot of things that games took from it, specific, specifically like audio logs and stuff. Like the way they did the audio diary system is fantastic in that game. Um, I think it's mimicked a lot throughout the industry, but nothing's going to hit like the ones that do in Rapture. Those ones really are just, they're made well. Well, I was um, going to ask, like, Funke, like, do you sort of, you know, having played it for the first time, you know, watching your friend play it aside, uh, do you feel like it still stands up as a kind of revolutionary game, considering it has been aped so much? Uh, certainly that kind of aesthetic we've seen a lot uh, mimicked. Like, do you, playing it now, are you are you like, wow, this is this is incredible like or is it more like this is okay i don't know yeah it's more more like this is okay because um i was playing it 
And there's so many bugs in that game. People don't talk about the bugs. Like I load it up, it crashes every two seconds. I go to save and it crashes every two seconds. I Well, I had a power outage last night and it crashed as well. That wasn't the game's fault, but I'm still upset. Um, and a lot of the time you'll be, some of the enemies late game, they get invincible. And I feel like a lot of the fun in the game is uh, using the, the, what's that, the, what is the name of those things? The plasmids. Uh, and interacting with the environments and like seeing how you can use those with the enemies but some enemies get to a point where they're just so strong that you can't even play with the environment anymore you have to like use an rpg to kill them and it's like that that is the combat that's the part of the game that i enjoyed and i was watching or i was listening to the video diaries um and people were like really commending the the combat and i don't think it's that good i genuinely don't like the gunplay is not that fun um, and I think the interesting stuff is with the crossbow. It's with the it's with the plasmids. It's how you use like bees in your hands to take someone down. Like that that is the cool part of that game. Um, and in terms of things that I feel like were echoed in the industry, it's got to be yeah, audio logs and also that aesthetic. Like you see that in a lot of games. Like you see something now, and people are like ah, oh, like Bioshock. It's it's like one of those ones. Um, well, and I think for that- a while there it was like a marketing term, right? Like Bioshock esque yeah people yeah. loved that they just adored that just and then you know dark souls took that mantle and and it's still <laughs> running with it i believe yeah crafting its own thing and i think uh one last thing about it is that uh the what's it called the actual plot goes well and i think it, it it's it's a nice story i think it gets a little too heavy-handed when it's talking about like capitalism and all that like i don't know if it, it's rapture you're living in rapture uh even the titles but I think the thing that succeeds is the environments, like walking around there is like, whoa, like looking up at the signs, looking up at how people were living here, like the, the actual things that people were building. Like when I went to the theater, I was more interested in looking around at the seats and like all the like plasmids and stuff on the ground. And like there was a dead cat. It was so sad. I was like, why, are you, why do you have this here? Um, instead of what the person was saying on stage at the theater. Uh, so yeah, I think it, it it it's really good in its environments, and and the world of Rapture is nice. I think that's I, what. I think. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have you know subsequently echoed that. Still amazing games, uh, by 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 many accounts, but also a lot of people has, have have said subsequently it would have been really cool to just not have fought anything in those games and just yes. experience and just like wandered through the environments and like have the story kind of unfold around you. And I, and I definitely think that that there is an argument for that. The, the combat definitely, I love the plasmids as well, but you're right. You know, it's not really remembered for that at all in terms of the gunplay. No, like Andrew Ryan would say something and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what's going on. And then it's like kill 50 of this weird dude. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I will, I will do that to move on in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's I, I played that game when it came out, and so it's it's fascinating to hear someone who didn't get to play it then, but is kind of jumping into it now, and how that world does and doesn't stand up these days. <laughs> yeah, um, blessing. What about you? What have you been playing? I've been replaying The Last of Us. Uh, this is my third playthrough now. Uh, I've been playing it to get ready for The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, get geared up for that. And going back to it has been a fun experience. Like I haven't played it since it it came out uh, for PS4, the remaster um and so yeah when that first came out i played it there and then yeah like now that i'm going back to it as far as the campaign it's been interesting to see the ways in which it's aged but i've not necessarily expected it to age um because like the game the game still looks beautiful the game still holds up um but it's things like how the game kind of directs you to go uh certain directions where i'm like huh like I, I found myself getting stuck more and more in this game that i have um recently because like I I guess since 2013, the ways the ways in which games direct you has progressed. Like there are points where I'm playing The Last of Us and I'm like, all right, I'm in a big open field. Where am I supposed to go? Because there's no like there's no paths and there's no doors. And like I run around for a good minute and a half, and then I'm like, oh, it's this corner over here. That's the thing that I'm supposed to like sneak into. And that. the ways the ways in which the game doesn't tell you that uh, quite um, uh, quite a bit while while you're playing, like, has been interesting to see um but overall like aside from small things like that in terms of how how it's aged a bit uh it still holds up right it's still fun i still really like the gameplay the story the story is still awesome uh it's been nice like re-getting to know joel and ellie and re-getting uh uh, re-experiencing their their story um and it's also one of those things where 
I I this this playthrough more so than previous ones. I'm noticing some of like the zombie tropes, like the the post-apocalyptic tropes that are there that I would not that I, I didn't catch my first time playing through, uh, and not like bad things, right? Like I like I, I think all the tropes that are present in Last of Us, or at least like most of them, I think like work for what it is, especially as a video game that is tackling the type the type of story it wants to tackle, right? Like the Last of Us is a game that is. Uh, about like this dark depressing world and this man building a relationship with this kid to try and like you know refill uh the loss that was his daughter back in the day right like it's personal stuff and it's deep stuff and most of it is tackled like extremely well um but yeah like you then look at things where you're like okay yeah like this is definitely a thing that's done in every zombie story as far as like the humans being the real enemy and and and, and uh different things like that overall like still great still amazing um but it's it's been a it's been a fun journey to to look at it through uh, a modern lens um and that said like i still i can't i cannot wait for last of part two the more and more i play this one because i'm like yo how are they gonna up this right like there there, there are the obvious ways they're the obvious ways that they're gonna up it right through like better graphics and better game design and, and uh better optimization and, and all these things but i wonder like in the way that The Last of Us was this swan song to the PS3 and this game that really uh, put a stamp on what that console was and that really, I, in, my, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, pushed things forward, I wonder what Last of Us Part Two is going to do uh, in those similar ways. Can't wait. Jonathan, blink twice. Blink twice. Nothing. Blink twice. Nothing. is a masterpiece. Blink once if it's terrible. <laughs> Anyway, Lucy, cool. what, are, what have you been playing, Lucy? Listen, I, I, I was going to mention uh, very quickly uh, Treachery and Beatdown City. Uh, now, Funke, you reviewed that for GameSpot, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Fantastic game. How are you it, liking it? It's really fun. I just picked it up today. Um, now, it's not on PlayStation, so I won't, I won't go on about it uh, too much, but I did just want to highlight the fact that it's on Switch and PC. It's a very cool uh, beat-em-up with, like, rpg elements and yeah. and 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 like puzzle elements and stuff like that it's got an amazingly wicked sense of humor which i love like a very visual sense of humor and it's just it, it, it the game plays with the text on screen a lot in in extremely funny ways mm-hmm. um yeah i'm really enjoying it it feels very anarchic and just the kind of thing that like i want to be playing right now and like i just yeah. wanted to quickly hear your thoughts on it before we move on yeah, you can punch cops in that game. Pick it up. It's a uh, it's fantastic. Um, it it it's really great. Uh, the gameplay is one part that really just hits it out of the park. I really enjoyed the mesh of tactics and also beat 'em up. You don't see anything like that. Like it's really something new. And if you like either of those genres, like definitely pick this up. Um, I think another thing at, that Lucy you spoke about, but like the humor in that, it excels so well at making jokes and when it makes jokes at another's expense it's always punching up it's never just like ragging on people it's like it's it's poking fun at privileged people it's poking fun at gentrifiers cops uh all all of those people and it's i i think it's a game that is perfect to play right now if you're if you're in the mood for something like that yeah but yeah on uh switch and pc out on Switch and PC. And after that, I'm going to go on a, on a brief uh, 24-hour gaming cleanse, and I'm going to emerge like Mr. Burns when he's had all those, like, injections put in him, and he's got the big eyes and, like, just this zen character, and I'm going to play uh, Last of Us Part 2. That's how I'm going to go in. Oh, my god. Because it's coming up so soon. The release date is out so soon. It's extremely exciting. I actually can't believe that. Yeah. It is so close. Yeah, we're uh, just a couple weeks away from that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy, but I can't say anything about whether or not it's good, so you'll have to wait for that later. (laughs) Um, He's blinking. Look, he's (laughs) blinking. Oh, God. Anyway, um, where do I look? We're going to be uh, wrapping up the show now. Thank you to everyone who's been watching and or listening uh, as the train goes by my window. That's always a good sign. Uh, Thank you, Lucy, for joining us as always this week. Uh, and thank you very much, Blessing and Funke, for joining us. Uh, awesome to have, have you both me. on, and uh, hope we'll have you both on again very soon. Yeah, thank yes. you for having us. Uh, yeah, but for sure, I appreciate it. Before we wrap up, uh, any work, anything you guys have recently done, or any shows, anything you want to plug uh, as we're wrapping up for the audience to go check out? Um, oh, I'm DJing a, a Minecraft music festival. I never thought I would say those words, but it's, it's going nice. to be a blast. Um, yeah, it's, it's on June 6th, Saturday at 6 p.m. 
It's called String Formal. You can check it out. Uh, Open Pit. It's put on by them. It's going to be a really fun time. And uh, all of the funds are being donated to the National Bail Fund. So, uh, yeah, come come through, support. Listen to some gamer music. It's going to be a blast. And can you tweet that link out, Funky, on your Twitter that we'll go through so people can actually click on that link? Yes, of course. Awesome. Uh, at Funky McFly. Okay. Awesome. And blessing. Uh, you, can, you can follow me on Twitter at Blessing Junior, um, where I I mainly tweet nonsense. Um, but if nonsense <laughs> is your thing, boom, there you go. Uh, but I'm also on Kind of Funny, YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, because I'm on the uh, the game side of things. Kind of Funny Games Cast, uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily, and uh, PS Love You XOXO, which is our PlayStation podcast. And so, if you want to hear more from me, those are the places you can find me. Awesome. Uh, and also, we'll have to rejoin as the year goes on, but uh, I was yes. over on uh, Kind of Funny earlier this year for our Fantasy Critics Game League uh, that is ongoing, and I must say, I, I love your list as it stands. Uh, oh, thank you. Coming up. It's a, it's a very, very solid overall pick. Let me, let me tell you, right now, me, you, and Greg are the only ones that I think are aware that that fantasy draft is still happening, because we also yeah. had Callie from GameSpot and um uh, Corsi, yeah. yeah of of not psionics um ilphonic uh, the predator ilphonic yeah the, the predator hunting ground studio also i think i said the effort i forget if i can get on fun. the show or not i bought it yeah. um, um but yeah like they're a part of the draft and it's a really cool thing uh also shout out to Fan- fantasy critic basically it's a fantasy draft with video games so if you're interested in that uh check that out but yeah right now me you and greg are like the ones that are that are in it yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see who's gonna who's gonna come out alive. I'm I'm, I'm excited. Oh my gosh, as we start to get game reveals. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, but that's gonna I think pretty much wrap us up. Uh, thank you to everyone so much who has been listening and watching at our ho- at home. Uh, thank you to Lucy, to Blessing, and to Funke for being on the show this week. Had such a blast. Uh, thank you to Red, our producer, as always, for listening and helping us to craft together this nonsensical show. And again, thank you to everyone in the audience who's been watching or listening. We hope you you're safe. We hope you're well. Thank you so much. And as always, beyond, 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 beyond. Oh my gosh, it's so cool to say beyond.